Welcome into the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. I'm Rob Warner, joined by Sun Devil Source reporters Fabian Ardaya, Kalen Jones, and newly hired Max Madden, and as always, site publisher Chris Carmen. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing awesome. Glad to have Max on board. Me too. Um, so let's get right into the coaching staff, guys. Uh, nine of ten coaching roles are set for the upcoming season. Three on-field offensive coaches were retained that are... Rob Likens, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach now. Um, John Simon, the assistant head coach and running backs coach. And Sean Slocum, who is the special teams coach and the associate head coach as he was a season ago. Um, Some new offensive hires, though, are Dave Christensen. He's the offensive line coach replacing Rob Sale. Um, He called plays in in the Sun Bowl for Arizona State after the departure of Billy Napier. And he was a, an analyst for Arizona State on the offensive side of the ball last year. Um, so, guys, just a little breakdown of the offense they've got. They lost nine. There they have nine starters coming back on offense. Where even though they lost uh, Kalen Balage and Demario Richard, we're counting that as one position because it's just the one running back position. They have a senior quarterback in Manny Wilkins. Um, Sam Jones declared for the draft just recently. AJ McCollum was a senior and graduated. He has no more eligibility, and he's leaving. So two offensive line holes to fill. Um, what do you guys think broadly on the offensive line or on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, you actually just mentioned it. It's the offensive line. I think that's where I think all the eyeballs should be or at least looking forward into next season because we, we know about ASU's skill talent. Um, I think they have a capable feature back in Eno Benjamin. We'll see whether or not the coaching staff believes in that or not moving forward. But you look at the receiving core, again, Nikhil Harry headlining that with a bunch of guys who arguably you know form one of the best tandems not only in their conference but in the country. Um, the off the line unit, you're obviously losing a key center position who was responsible for doing a lot in A.J. McCollum, but Cole Cabral is someone that even the previous coaching staff felt could fill in that center. Um, it'll be you know, interesting to really see what they decide to do with that guard position too because now um, losing a leader like Sam Jones, we saw the type of impact that he has emotionally um, as a captain, and then we saw that all year from dating back at Camp T all the way to the end of the year, the type of inspirational player that he is. So it'll be a significant loss moving forward. And it'll be interesting to see, like you mentioned, how this sort of the run game plays into that because both key components of the run game, obviously, your backs and then the offensive line are on the way out. So are the replacements going to be enough to help, you know, Benjamin have a, his first full season? Of course, uh, did not redshirt him last season. He only had a few carries. But, uh, I, yeah, that's something that I'm interested in watching is will Eno be able to rise up, you know, if the offensive line doesn't get off to a good start? Yeah, I think the expectations honestly should be high uh, on the offensive side of the ball just because of who you're returning. Manny Wilkins is probably – you can make a case that he's one of the top two or three returning quarterbacks in the Pac-12 for next season. You have Eno Benjamin, Traylon Smith in the backfield, in addition to three freshman signees at the running back position. So you're deep in that spot. Wide receiver position, you still have Nikhil Harry. You still have all your receivers uh, in place. And your thing is the offensive line, like you guys have mentioned. Sam Jones, each of the last two seasons, was ASU's second highest graded uh, offensive lineman according to Pro Football Focus. A.J. McCollum this season was ASU's highest-graded offensive lineman, according to Pro Football Focus. So those are two of the key spots, obviously, that you have holes to fill on that offensive line, and you have a new offensive line coach with Dave Christensen. So I think the biggest key to this offensive success is how quickly that offensive line can gel together because they have the skill talent uh, in place, and they actually have a decent amount of continuity on the offensive side of the ball in terms of assistance because you have Rob Likens as the offensive coordinator, was the wide receivers coach last year. John Simon's still on staff. 
Dave Christensen, the new offensive line coach, was with the program last year as a non-coaching consultant. So I think if the quicker they can get all of those pieces to gel together, I think they have the talent for sure to be pretty successful on that side of the ball. So ASU has 11 scholarship returning players along the offensive line and was anticipated to be five players with starting experience. Uh, if you throw in Zach Robertson, who was a part-time starter mm-hmm. last season, um, and, and losing Sam Jones is a big hit. Obviously, he was uh, uh, not just a, a multi-year starter, but also a team captain as a junior, which is not all that common. Uh, he was the guy that was uh, pushing and emotionally leading those guys through a lot of their workouts. Remember last year, he was the guy who gave the inspirational speech uh, at the rock-breaking ceremony at the end of their conditioning program. So that's a big hit. Now ASU does have uh, some pretty talented guys who are really experienced coming back. You look at uh, Cole Cabral, started for the first time at left tackle last season as a sophomore. Uh, I think um, even though he was replaced for part of the season as a starter, Quinn Bailey, somebody that's pretty talented, he, he moves into his senior season. Uh, and you look at what Zach Robertson's capable of, I think he, he can play at a pretty high level in this league. Steve Miller is one of their most athletic players and started last season at right guard. So um, the question that I have really is who becomes their fifth guy and then how do they configure that group? Uh, be, be, there's a lot of different options and ways that you can go, and part of that's going to depend on what happens with recruiting. Do, do they take a junior college offensive tackle? They're looking at some options there. Um, do they bring somebody in who we like who's a younger player? Um, for instance, that could be like a Marshall Nathy, somebody who, who's a center that replaces A.J. McCollum, or maybe they move somebody else. Um, you know, like Maybe they move Cole Cabral from left tackle to center. Um, running back is... is People always make a big deal about losing that position, but I don't really think it's that big of a deal unless you have somebody who's just an absolute special talent because that's where you typically have freshmen who are capable of coming in and playing right away pretty effectively. You know, Benjamin was the highest-graded freshman uh, running back in the league last year by PFF. I uh, I actually like him better than um, what I thought ASU got last year from Kalen Balazs, as an example. And uh, when you add three other guys that you sign, the chances are you're going to find one of those guys who's going to be ready to help you play right away. Manny Wilkins is a senior quarterback, as you said, Fabian, and, and that's uh, always a benchmark of teams that are successful, usually in the league, when they have a returning senior starting quarterbacks, and, and, and he was one of the better players. So I think offensively, even with this departure, just given that they have all their receivers back and Wilkins and, and Likens for continuity's sake, they should be pretty good. But but I'm also very curious to see what happens with their offensive scheme and structure and play calling. And uh, Rob Likens now taken over as offense coordinator hires uh, – well, the hire of Charlie Fisher, the wide receivers coach now. Um, he left his position of, of head coach at Western Illinois. He, he actually has some experience coaching with Likens, coached there um, at Temple when Likens was there for two seasons in the early 2000s. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he can uh, step right in. He's the only assistant that um, wasn't in-house already. Um, the defensive side of the ball is really where you have all of the new people coming in. You got four new assistant coaches. You've got Danny Gonzalez coming from San Diego State, um, where he was the defensive coordinator there, but was not actually calling uh, the defensive plays. That was Rocky Long. And you've got Antonio Pierce, the linebackers coach, um, Super Bowl winning linebacker for the New York Giants, um, coached the past four years at high school in Long Beach. Tony White, the cornerbacks coach and defensive passing game coordinator, 
coming from San Diego State where he was the assistant coach and defensive backs coach there. And then Sean Nua, defensive line coach, recently hired from being the Navy assistant. He was a former NFL player, uh, went to school here in Arizona. Um, and then there's a 10th assistant not named yet. It's going to be new uh, to the NCAA um, for 2018, starting actually today, January 9th. They're allowed to hire um, a 10th assistant. And with all that said, though, they're losing kind of a lot on defense. Uh, Christian Sam and JoJo Wicker already declared for the 2018 NFL draft. Um, they're losing six to seven starters on defense because A.J. Latu is losing his role a little bit as a starter toward the end of the year to, to J.J. Wilson, who's playing that position. Um, so the, the people they lost are Tayshawn Smallwood, A.J. Latu, JoJo Wicker, Sam, as we mentioned, D.J. Calhoun, Jamarcus Rhodes, Chad Adams. Um, so kind of a, a big group they're, they're losing out on. What do you guys think is going to be something we see on the defensive side? Well, I mean, the configuration of the front seven, I think that that's going to be, you know, the most interesting to watch. When you look at how, I mean, Chris and I, I think we mentioned it on, the pre, on one of the premium podcasts, like they have the potential to have Rennell Wren, JoJo Wicker, Karan Crump, um, George Lee, and then whoever else they decide to, to add to that front or that down four unit, I think that could have been one of the better groups in the Pac-12, but now you're looking at a thinner group where you're going to have George Lee, uh, Rennell Wren, uh, and then potentially Karan Crump coming back. Um, I think the linebacking core has been decimated. I think you're going to have to um, pull a lot out of Kalen Thomas and Deion Guinard moving forward, but I, I don't really know. It, it's, it's really going to be an all-new staff, all-new coaching staff with pretty much all-new personnel So moving forward. I think that ASU has some serious questions within that front seven in particular. And to touch on the defensive backs a little bit, they seem you know pretty solid. Uh, Desmond Tlatassi, of course, will be returning. Uh, Chase Lucas uh, just announced this week, I believe, it was a, he's a freshman All-American. So that those are pretty settled. It'll be interesting to see if it's DeMonte King or Evan Fields who gets the nod uh, in, at the safety position alongside Daz. Um, and not to mention Danny Gonzalez spent, I think he was a safeties coach for six years uh, before he was promoted to defensive coordinator last season. So I think that Evan Fields and, and Tato Latassi, both who definitely need some work, especially on the tackling end, uh, should grow a lot. Yeah, and uh, not only Danny Gonzalez, but Tony White, who both come from that San Diego State scheme. I think the last three years they've been towards the top of the country, if not at the top of the country, in terms of generating interceptions. Uh, this is a DB group that was very young and inexperienced last year, took a slight step up from where it was previous years, but still towards the bottom of the country as far as pass yards allowed. Uh, but the cornerback group, I think, especially considering the coaching staff hires and who they have coming back, that's probably maybe something that could be a strength for this defense next season. But like Kayla mentioned, this linebacker group is absolutely decimated. Antonio Pierce has a lot of work ahead of him uh, for next season as the new linebackers coach. But I like the coaching staff hires as a whole on that side of the ball just from what each of them was able to bring, not only from a coaching but a recruiting standpoint. Tony White was the lead recruiter at San Diego State, one of the best recruiters on the West, young recruiters on the West Coast. You have him coming in. Antonio Pierce has the ties to Long Beach Poly. Uh, you could say that a lot of the similar appeal also with Herm Edwards. Both of them have worked at ESPN, so you could say that they've been on TV. They're recognizable faces. Uh, and also Sean Nua, who led a pretty stout defensive line at Navy last season also brings the Polynesian connection, which is crucial, especially when you're trying to recruit in Southern California. From, a, from a recruiting standpoint, we'll talk about this a lot uh, on the premium, but they're, they're definitely better configured for that uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, uh, guys, you didn't mention Darius Slay, the Ohio State transfer, who oh, I think has a, a chance point. to be an impact yeah. player. 
uh, as a defensive end. One mm-hmm. thing I noticed when watching San Diego State is they use a lot of these hybrid type players as, as uh, down linemen. Uh, defensive ends were big. They played a lot of um, single tackle fronts and um, in replacing Tayshawn Smallwood, Jojo Wicker is no easy task, but when you have uh, Rennell Wren, George Lee, Shannon Foreman, who showed some, some promise as a freshman, Kron Crump, if he gets a, another year of eligibility, which they're still waiting on, Darius Slade, and I think J.J. Wilson can be an impact player uh, with this team. Linebackers, their their biggest immediate question mark. We liked what Kalen Thomas showed in that bowl game, but he's going to have to do it on a consistent basis. And ASU's going to need to add a lot of young players to uh, develop and build in their in their secondary and also at linebacker moving forward. And you spoke briefly about Kron Crump. He's put out several videos on uh, Twitter of him uh, rehabbing and working out, and uh, we've already reported that he's he's applied for that extra year of eligibility. Um, some other little notes, Kalen Balazs is going to play in the 2018 Senior Bowl, uh, the only Sun Devil to do that uh, this year. Um, Demario Richard uh, received an invitation to the 2018 NFL Combine, and uh, linebacker DJ Calhoun is playing in the first ever NFL PA uh, collegiate bowl. Um, so those are just some notes. Um, we'll have more information and a more in-depth, uh, more in-depth conversation about ASU football and ASU basketball on the premium. Um, for any more content, check out SunDevilSource.com. For Rob Warner, uh, Kalen Jones, Max Madden, Fabian Ardai, and site publisher Chris Cartman. Thanks for tuning in.